Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be the Dungeon Master. My name is Megan Kelleher, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Ava Elgin, whose pronouns are also she, her. I'm Cage, I'll be playing Soul Red Hammer, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Danny, I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Rob, I'll be playing Info Scott, and our pronouns are he, they. I'm Adam DeWeese, I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepard, who goes by they, them. Last time on Eclipse... You all entered the underwater Sawaguin Grotto, and you got in a massive battle with seven armored Kuatoa, as well as a handful of the Sawaguin, who, as far as you can tell, are possessed by the brain parasites. The battle um, was not necessarily easy. I think a lot of you have taken some pretty substantial damage, but it does appear like you are currently winning that battle the robed figure uh, that was wearing a robe that had the, the power of a displacer beast seemed unconcerned by all of you and is fairly confident that the minions would be able to take care of you and has retreated into a back room where dr shepherd has noticed there are even more of those glass tubes that are incubating more of these brain parasites we're gonna go ahead and continue this battle info you have just slain one of the Kuatoa and threw it into the water with the other slain Kuatoa. And now it is Whiskey's turn. Whiskey, you are on top of Sultan's back. There are three Sawagwin ambushing Sultan, and it is your turn. What would you like to do? Well, I'm not going to let them hurt my friend. I, I like him a little bit too much, so I'm going to cast Magic Missile. And uh, shoot a bolt at each of them. Just left to right. I forget how much dice rollers hate me. And I can only re-roll ones on a, an attack. So it's not a lot of hits. But I'm also going to uh, sort of turn my head and whisper to Howard. Go help Sultan. And uh, he's going to swim out in the water and get into a, a flanking position. So that <laughs> Sultan has advantage when it's his turn. Okay, so one of your magic missiles hit one of the Salguin for four damage. It hits mm-hmm. one of the other Salguin for two damage, and then hits the third Salguin for two damage as well. Uh, Howard jumps down into the water and <laughs> sets up <laughs> Sultan for a flank. Risky yep. move. Um, all right, Risky Whiskey, now it is Sultan's turn, unless there's anything else you'd like to do. That is all. <laughs> All right, Sultan is going to turn and say, Howard, I knew you were here. And he's going to turn and he is now invigorated by seeing Howard and is going to try to impress Howard and is going to swing down uh, this massive bladed club with advantage due to flanking. (laughs) 15 to hit against uh, the Sawagwin. And 
a 15 is enough to hit. So he's going to go ahead and swing this thing for nine damage, nine bludgeoning damage as he just comes down and uh, essentially crushes this thing's head. Um, it is still standing, however. It doesn't even yell out in pain. It, it, it seems like all of these uh, basic functions are just shut down from the parasite that is controlling it. He's going to roll a natural 20 on the second hit. Nice. Uh, he really wants to impress Howard. So <laughs> this is going to be double damage and 31 damage Holy this smokes. time. Wow. He's like, Howard, Howard, look here. Howard, look at me. Howard, look! And just crushes this thing. He, like, follows through to where this thing's head not only breaks, but then gets pushed down into its neck, and uh, its skull is behind its... Uh, <laughs> its its skull is behind its stern. Oh, my God. And it just collapses into the water below. You could have the hardly have rolled better clear. on that <laughs> for damage. Like three sixes. You were only five away from max damage. It's the power of love. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey, I want you to roll a D100 and you need to get above a seven. Oh, God. Howard's going to evolve <laughs> into a Charmander. Yeah. Water stand. Yeah. <laughs> Did I do that, Commander? Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> I don't, Danny, right. you should have used uh, some physical dice. I should have used real dice. <laughs> All right, Whiskey, you only rolled a 12. That was kind of a luck. Uh, right when Sultan says that, you'll see Howard's eyes go wide, and Howard gets yanked down below into the depths of the <laughs> Oh, sh- <laughs> no! <Sultan go> Howard! <laughs> Shepard, it's your turn. Fuck. Okay. All right. He got the eight temp hit points, right? <laughs> <laughs> he has the extra the eight temp temporary hit points for what a total of nine hit points. <laughs> hey, that I will. I don't know the word for you know quadruple, but for eight, uh, his health, <laughs> I will take it. Um, Shepard, you, with your like crazy yes. perception and investigation, and the light that's emanating off of you, and your elevated flying position, you can see a shadow in the water that was right where Howard was. Does it look oh. does it look brain warm shaped? Well, you saw a shadow in the water and then it moved towards Howard and then Howard is now part of that shadow. Oh. oh. Damn. Wait, let me look up let me look up one thing about Moonbeam real quick. Uh <laughs> Is Howard a familiar? Howard is a familiar. Yeah, I still don't want him to oh, fucking die though. <laughs> Yeah. Is he going to reincarnate with the parasite? Like, how does that work? I hope not. I'm seeing if I, I can so. make... Let's not talk about reincarnation until No, he's not yet. Right? We are nine <laughs> HP away from that talking right now. <laughs> Sorry, it's just that, like, I'm really into death. So. I'm just making... Sh- I'm just trying to see if I can make somebody not get hit by Moonbeam. I don't think I can. Uh, I think if somebody goes in it, they're getting hit. So I'm not going to do that. I am going to go ahead and f- so for my action, I'm going to have uh, the moonbeam travel uh, down around the kind of edge of the lake 
to the nearest uh, Kuatoa from the one that um, I just uh, mostly melted away. Uh, so the beam's just going to kind of just, it's its like carving a little path through the rock as it's heading right towards that Kuatoa. And uh, it's going to need to make a con saving throw. And this Ooh, is, is my. That the one this that is I thunderstruck. Um, I don't know which one of those two actually hit which one. Yeah, saved. the top or the bottom. I'm not sure. Yeah, 19 to save. So it'll take half of 17 again. Yeah, that's gonna be. That's gonna be it for me. Ava, it's your turn. Are either of these Sauguen who are in this web, like, are they hurt at all? Uh, neither of them have taken damage yet. Boo. Okay. Have either of the Kuatoa to the sort of south uh, taken any damage? Yes. Yeah, so the Kuatoa that is closest to you has taken 21 damage, and the other one has unscathed. Okay. I'm going to aim a Toll the Dead at the one who has taken damage. Um, so it has to make a wisdom save DC 14. Okay. That is going to be a 13. Oh, yeah. So it's going to take 2d12 damage. So let's see. Uh, That's six. Okay. (laughs) It's going to take, yeah, six, I guess, necrotic damage. Um, And then as... Yeah, I guess I'm gonna. That's uh, that's my turn. Yeah, that was that was kind of a lame turn. But what can you do? Sometimes David wants to mix it up. <laughs> yeah, you use toll of the dead, and uh, you do damage it from a much further distance than you're used to damaging things. But yeah, you did not kill it with your toll of the dead. Simply gave it a warning of things to come. And Every time I stray from the punching formula, I'm always like, damn, I shouldn't have strayed from the <laughs> formula. <laughs> We both took Toll the Dead at the same level because we were both like, oh, that sounds cool. And I seriously think that's the first time either of us has hit with it. <laughs> I thought I had Toll the Dead. No, I've got Spare the Dying. I've got no damage cantrip. It's like the opposite. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the legit opposite of Toll the Dead. <laughs> All right, Soul Red, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Um, there are no enemies currently near you. The closest enemies are the three Salgan that are attacking. Yeah, I feel like Soul Red looks around and she's like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> Everybody's dead and everybody else ran away. Uh, but she sees these two uh, Kuatoa across the, the pond here. And she's going to use her movement to jump, leap over the uh, the water, uh, probably using the lizard folk heads that are popped out of the water as stepping stones to ensure her leap is successful. Um, and then she would like to, um, if she could, use her action then to um, smash at the more injured Kuotoa. Yeah, it's probably that top one right there that got fucking... Yeah. Watch out for the moonbeam. So the first uh, hit is 15. That'll, that'll or, hit. Uh, 15 to hit. Um, and that's going to be 14 damage. Okay. And that's... Um, and the... That, is that enough? Uh, 14, and that's to 
the the one that yeah the one that looks worse for wear yeah, that one uh, that is enough 14 is enough to kill it okay cool yeah so she'll smash it and i think <laughs> she's just just to clean up shop here she'll like as it, the body is falling she'll just like heave it over her shoulder <laughs> into the water <laughs> okay <laughs> mm. um and then uh, if I could, I would like to use my extra attack on the other one that's hanging out here. Is no one um, and that's going to say no a 16 to diving? Hit. It's a new episode. We can't carry this over. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. We, we need a break. It's episode two for tonight. Yes, uh, 16 will hit. Um, sweet. Um... Oh, that's another 14 damage. Okay, so that one was previously undamaged, so that will not kill it. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And that'll be her turn. All right, so now uh, we move to the cloaked bad guy that you uh, that Dr. Shepard noticed was a Githyanki, um, but they are still out of view at this point in time. So we will move on to the Kuatoa. There is only one Kuatoa left involved in this battle. That Kuatoa is going to run at Soul Red and is going to attack, uh, attempt to strike her for uh, 14. So it's going to run at you. It's going to get pretty damn close and blast the rifle for 14. Does that hit? Okay. <laughs> So it misses. Um, I think it just miscalculates its aim, and the beam of energy goes flying right past Soul Red. Uh, it, if there weren't so many cybernetics on its face, it might look embarrassed. It is now the yeah. Salguin's turn. A little, little sad to miss at point blank range. Yes, <laughs> I've been missed at point blank range like three times at this point. <laughs> Technically, yeah, it's, yeah, it's disadvantage for most range stuff at at point blank, so it kind of makes sense. So it well, yeah, I think like uh, arrows, bow and arrows are and stuff. So um, now we're gonna move on to the Salwagwin. There are the three Salwagwin. They're still attacking our friend here, uh, Sultan. Sultan has taken eighteen damage so far. So isn't it just down to two now? Didn't he smush one very oh, he, heavily? He f- oh, yeah, you are right about that. Yeah, it was really brutal, Jeremy. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just desensitized. I think he said his skull he was, went yeah, he into was his so sternum. into the description yeah. of, yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll go to the two Sawaglin because Sultan has absolutely destroyed one of them by putting its skull into its sternum. They are uh, The remaining two are going to attack Sultan with their spears. The first one gets a 16, which will hit. The second one gets a 13, which will not hit. And it's going to hit Sultan for a total of eight damage. This is maximum damage. So it's going to stab him right in the thigh. Uh, Sultan is now taking 26 damage. Sultan is still up, but Sultan is hurt pretty severely. Uh, the Ooh. lizard folk are not too happy about this. It's going to move on to their turn. Uh, one of the lizard folk is going to just maneuver around the dead Sawagwin and strike at the one that has just stabbed Sultan. It is now in a flanking position. So it will uh, attack with a 10 with advantage, which is going to miss. 
I think the water is slowing down their spear strikes drastically. And uh, the second one is going to attack with advantage for an 18, and that will hit, thankfully. So it's going to deal seven damage to the Salaguin. Uh, that is not enough to kill it, but the Salaguin do not have an ample amount of HP, so it does hurt it pretty severely. And just like before, it doesn't really react to the pain. Uh, it's more or less a drone at this point. The uh, remaining lizard folk is going to run up on the shore and kind of get its spear ready, but it does not seem overly eager to like jump into the water and start stabbing. It seems like the situation's under control. And the one that is next to Ava is going to run out on that uh, rocky outcropping that previously had a Kuatoa and just kind of assess the situation from where it's at. And then we'll move on to Info. Info, what would you like to do? You are pretty far away from the fray, but the two Salguin you have caught in the web are, you know, uh, like 20 feet away, less. Less than 20 feet away from you. All right. Let's see here. Now. Um, I think what... Info and Rodney are gonna do is Info is gonna see Howard got dragged under the water. Right? He can he's probably aware that Howard got pulled down Jaws style. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. So what he's gonna do is he's gonna hold out his arm lance gonna move over here, hold out his arm lance, and shout to Rodney, Rodney, time for a flea flicker, save the lizard, and Rodney's gonna grab onto the lance, and I would like to use my action to fling Rodney across the water so he can dive into the water and try and recover uh, our lizard friend. Okay. And just, what was that called again? A flea, flea, a flea, flea flicker. flicker, Jeremy. I know. I just obviously. I just wanted to make sure. I got it. <laughs> obviously, of course. So is that gonna be like a strength check or? So you're just throwing Rodney. Yeah, I'm just gonna let him like, kind of like if you like. It's about forty feet away. It is forty-eight feet away. I feel like you can definitely throw Rodney into the water, but... I, well, I guess on Rodney's turn, yeah, Rodney could probably move the rest of the way. So that makes sense. Yeah, because he'll just sink to the bottom and use his treads to... Okay, so you throw Rodney with your action. Rodney hits the water, sinks to the bottom. Is there anything else you want to do before we move to Rodney? Um, I will move just a smidge closer to those guys. So Info will move a little bit closer to the guys that are caught in the web, and then Rodney didn't have to use any of his movement because he got flea-flicked. So he's going to kind of, like, truck on over here and kind of look for uh, Howard. Let me see what his perception is. Yeah, go ahead and make a perception check with Rodney. When it still applies, or no? Yeah, he doesn't just have perception. A 16 is enough. Oh, wait. Uh, 
Rodney is underwater looking around, and uh, what Rodney sees, and though nobody else can see it, is Howard. Um, basically, the tail of Howard sticking out of the mouth of a large gray bulbous uh, fish creature that has small tentacles hanging off of its body. The little fish creature is swimming around at the bottom of this shallow pool, and yeah, Rod- Rodney can see Howard's tail hanging out of its mouth. Uh, Rodney would like to force-empowered rend the fish. Okay, I was going to say, good news wow. is Howard's a familiar, and because you can see the tail, it means Howard is probably not dead, or else Howard would not be visible. However, he uh, got an eight with his force. Mm. Yeah, an eight will not be enough. So I think uh, he does this, and the fish parasite just simply swims up about a foot and just kind of floats right over Rodney. And that's all we got going on, so that's it. All right, Whiskey, it's your turn. Howard is nowhere to be seen by you. So would I know whether or not he's disappeared is yeah i think you can still feel his connect the connection of howard you know howard is still on this plane of existence all right all right um sultan don't worry i got him and uh whiskey knows that howard's gonna be useless if he's just worried about or Sultan is going to be useless if he's just worried about Howard. So uh, Wiss is going to use her action to dismiss Howard to her pocket dimension. Okay. So So Howard just vanishes. Yep, he just is now in a pocket dimension. And uh, don't worry. Wherever he was, he's now safe in my pocket. And I'll bring him back once we're out of the water. What do you mean? I, I mean, I saw him and now he's gone. He was in the water. Yeah, no, I used magic to, to poof him into a pocket. So he's fine. We're good. What? You could just do that? Yeah. I don't believe you. I want to see Howard. Well, let's kill these things and then I'll bring Howard back because I don't want him getting eaten again or whatever. Dragged down. All right, so, but... How Howard better be okay. I promise. I will bring back Howard. He'll be fine. He's going to give me an earful, I'm sure. But he'll be fine. I can't, I can't hear him shaking. It, it's fine. I promise he'll be fine. Um. Anything else? Do I have any bonus actions? <laughs> I don't have bonus actions. No, that, that was it. I'm just using my, my action to make our lizard folk barbarian able to function. Okay. Sultan is mad. Sultan is going to be like, You hurt Howard! And uh, with an advantage, gets 14 as he's raging out, angry. Um, what else does rage do? Increases anything or just advantage? I never remember if it does damage. Yeah, I think it increases strength, right? It gives you advantage on strength saving throws. Alright, so I thought you got like a plus two to something. It gives you plus two to either damage or to hit. I never remember which. Oh. Um, 
Advantage on strength checks. Plus two bonus to damage roll. Resistance to piercing. Okay. Both. So he gets advantage from the flanking. It's only a 14. Fortunately, 14 is enough. Going to go ahead and roll for damage. <coughs> and there'll be a plus two to the roll. So it's going to be a plus six instead. 14 damage as he's going to bring down the rage on the one that has already been hurt. So that will be enough to kill this Salaguin. So he's uh, yelling and brings down his bladed club and kills one of the Salaguin in an angry fit of rage. We'll then turn and strike at the other one. Uh, 19 to hit. And will also 15 damage to the remaining one, which is now taking a total of 17 damage. Because it was damaged for two thunder damage a couple turns ago. <laughs> 12 seconds ago. All right, Dr. Shepard, it's your turn. You were uh, seeing all this from an aerial view. There is just the one Kuatoa and the one Sawagwin. And then, of course, the two other Sawagwin that are just like stuck in this web, basically doing nothing. Okay, first, uh, Jeremy does the Zoom record separate tracks? Or no? Because uh, it can. I didn't know oh, if it did. Yeah. Because when I went upstairs and came back down, I had to reconnect my AirPods and my Reaper stopped on episode two at the start. And I started it like 11 minutes ago, but I missed, I think, like 10 minutes. Uh, oh, okay. So if you didn't, re if it doesn't record separate tracks, let me know. I'll like re record my lines or whatever for that. I think it's like going to be like 10 minutes uh, of me missing for this episode. Um, okay. But. I'm going to go ahead and do a clap for to be able to link up the Zoom and this track. And then uh, now what Dr. Shepard's going to do is just... Um, I was debating between either having to levitate and save Howard or move my Moonbeam, but luckily it seems like Howard is A-OK. -okay. I heard with my 17 perception, Whiskey Tell Sultan, it's all good. So I'm going to move my moonbeam over to the last remaining Kuatoa right in front of Soul Red uh, and try to just, uh, you know, give him, a, give him some radiant burns. Uh, so he'll need a con save per use. This time it's only a 13 damage, unfortunately. Okay. And we're looking for a con. What are we looking for? A con 13? That seems low, but okay. Uh, 11. Nice. Okay, so that'll be 13 radiant damage, damage as the uh, <laughs> this moonbeam just carving a path down this walkway. To the Kuatoa that's right by Soul Red? Yep. All right, you hit it for 13 damage, so it is now taking a total of 27 damage. Damn, these are some beefy fish. Fishy fish. <laughs> I mean, tuna is the beef of the sea. <laughs> the that's, of the that's what sea. everyone says. <laughs> Oh no! You're hearing it more and more. Yeah, I know. You really can't get away from it now. It's on every commercial. <laughs> It'll be like for a car insurance. So like, and remember the beef of the sea. It's Kuatoa. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. I'm staying. I'm I'm chilling in this uh, pretty dope spot. Okay. Yeah, flying in the middle of the air where nobody can reach you. 
Mm-hmm. Except for everyone with guns. Yep. Which is everyone. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, I've say, been except shot almost quite everybody. A few <laughs> You've been hit more than I have. <laughs> All right, Ava, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Okay. I'm going to um, use my movement to get to the two guys who are in the web. Okay. The World Wide Web. And. <laughs> uh, they're surfing the web. I've got. I'm just gonna make jokes at them. No, I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> Vicious mockery. No diving. Gosh. Punch him in the face. No diving. We need, we need <laughs> it. Okay. Campaign two. Megan needs to play a character that has vicious mockery because I know that'd be so fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I guess. I think I, I was going to say I, I feel a little bad for them. But then I remembered that I'm pretty sure a few episodes ago I just straight up killed one. And I've, I've set the precedent now. So <laughs> I feel like it's a little too late uh, for me to start feeling bad now. Because uh, they just, they look brain dead with the, the the brain squids in them, right? Yeah, they all look pretty zombie-like. I don't know if we can really say okay. them, honestly. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that Ava would think that death is a kinder fate than whatever the hell this is. So, yeah, I'm going to do, uh, I guess I will start with two unarmed strikes. I'll do one each, one per each. Uh, I sound like I'm ordering at a restaurant. I'll start with <laughs> two unarmed strikes. Those, Take it, one of each, please. And beats. mozzarella sticks. Are they? Uh, <laughs> oh. A 17 I'm here for that. Hit. 17 does hit. Okay, that's going to be... Seven damage for one of them. Okay. It's like a ham and cheese croissant. And then the second one is 17 damage again. That hits. For, I'm sorry, 17 to hit again oh my for another seven wow. damage. I just That's weird. That was weird. That's a lot of freaking seven. Yes. Identical. Identical. Keeping it equanimous. Um, so yeah, they each take seven damage. How do they look? Uh, they look like they got punched. But they're not dead. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do... Um, I want to save my key points shit. in case we catch up with this hooded guy. So I think I'm just going to do one more unarmed attack against one of them. Apparently, it like truly doesn't matter. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be... Does a 12 hit? Uh, 12 does not hit. Ah, okay. I guess I missed with my bonus action. Apparently, it's hard to hit. I w- <laughs> it's hard to punch things that are like stuck, frozen in front of you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, so that misses. Anything else? Uh, nope. That's it. All right. Then we'll go to Soul Red. What would you like to do, Soul Red? Yeah. Um. Soul Red Smash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one is going to be a fifteen to hit. That will hit. I can reroll ones and twos. Uh, so that's an 11 damage. Uh, so 11 will kill this one. Sweet. I mean, I'll just do the same thing. I'll take it out, and then I'll just heave it over my shoulder. <laughs> Seems like a good way to go about All it. All right. You just throw this one. It's like a suplex just over your back. It lands right <laughs> on top of the other one. You're just stacking these things. So, Cage the player sees that there's three more of these Yahooligans down here. Do we as pl- as characters see these other three yeah. dudes hanging you out? You do, yeah. Chilling? In fact, you see uh, a fourth one as well that's on the wrong layer. Oh, um, yeah. These are the, I do see so, that these one. ones are just standing. So, yeah. So, Soul Red, looking over uh, south of where you are, you see another room that's on the 
further reaches of this cave, there are tables and chairs set up. Um, and there are at least four more of these Salguin that you can see, but they're literally just standing there almost like statues, just like staring at the ceiling. Yeah, so I I feel like there's, what, one left, and it's surrounded by four <laughs> lizard folk and whiskey. Oh, my God. That dude is straight surrounded. So um, I think she's just going to make her way a little bit further into this room and see what's 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 what over here. Okay. So, yeah, if you move about, you know, 20 or 30 feet south, you see that the room opens up uh, – to a much larger cave cavern than what you've all been fighting in. Uh, there are no rock pools or water or anything in here. It's just a large room that is about uh, 70 feet wide and from where you're standing about another 60 feet deep. And there are, yeah, just these wooden tables. It looks like this is maybe where uh, some of the creatures that live here hang out and eat. But the four Sawagun you see are basically ignoring you, just literally staring at the ceiling. Uh, hello? You say that, and they don't seem to be responding in any sort of way. Hey, hey guys, there's four more of these things down here, but, um, they're just hanging out. Like, what is, like, their, like, the status of their faces? I don't think we can see them. <laughs> um, from where you're standing, they're just, like... Literally, chins up, eyes staring at the ceiling above. And if you look at the ceiling above, it just looks like a normal cave ceiling. It doesn't seem special or or scary or weird. It's just like like every other part of this cave. I don't think they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's her turn. <laughs> also the episode title. <laughs> so... We go to the Sawagun's turn next. There is only uh, the one Sawagun that's surrounded by a lot of lizard folk and whiskey. And then there is the two Sawagun that are trapped in the web over by Ava. So I guess the two Sawagun in the web will attempt to break free. 12 and 11. So once again, they fail to break free. <laughs> they They're just get mindlessly out of web. walking forward. The, the web is just keeping them trapped there. The other Sawagun that is surrounded by the lizard folk is going to once again, uh, mindlessly yet fearlessly just attack at Sultan. And uh, it's a 16 to hit, which will hit Sultan. And they're going to deal... Uh, wait, are they within five feet of Rodney? Uh, yeah. Yep, then Rodney is going to do his specialty of deflect attack. The defender imposes disadvantage on the attack roll of one creature it can see that is within five feet of it, provided the attack roll is against a creature other than the defender. So it's attacking them. So with disadvantage, that's eight. So this thing misses because of Rodney. How does Rodney make this thing miss? I... Like as it's about to like take a swing at Sultan, you just see this little metal hand pop up out of the water and grab it with its little clamper thumb, and you just hear like blurbling bleeps and blops from under the water. <laughs> so it just kind of looks like that scene in T two where he's like giving the thumbs up from the lava, but in reverse. <laughs> okay, and that'll allow us to move to the lizard folk. The lizard folk are going to just all start attacking. 
this poor Salaquin. With the flanking, all three of these lizard folk hit. One of them got a natural 20. Oh, so fucked. Yeah. So, we got three damage, plus seven damage, plus uh, 11 damage, so 18 damage, yeah. So, all these lizard folk just start rapidly stabbing this Salaquin, and the Salaquin dies. Um, at this point, the only Salaquin left are the two that are caught in the web, and I'm going to just go ahead and call the battle there. So we don't have to worry about initiative at this moment because the two Salguin that are caught in the web just literally are mindlessly walking forward, and they're just, like, caught in this web. Just walking, like, uh, and they, like, can't get out of it, and they're not even trying that hard. And they're just both staring straight ahead with these large, wide, blank eyes, um... And yeah, Ava, you're just watching, but they're not even necessarily looking at you. They're like looking past you. They're just walking forward with their spears, but like you're right there and they're not even necessarily trying to attack you. They're like mindless zombies. What would you all like to do? We don't have to worry about initiative. Well, Whiskey is going to roll her eyes and she's Howard and uh, summon him back from his pocket dimension. He will appear just on the rocks behind her and, uh, run over and take a, a bit of a leap and climb up to her shoulder and start making noises in her ear and uh Howard? Howard, is that you? Oh, yes. oh my god, Howard! He's fine he's fine. Here. Howard, go, I know, go comfort I still Sultan. Can't quite see you, Howard, but I can feel you. You're there. <laughs> you can all hear Howard. Um I looked up what sound does a lizard make and it's it's uh interesting. Howard, I don't want to push you away, but I never want to let you go. Right. Well, see, I saved Howard, so we're we're all good now, right? <laughs> Howard, I don't even care if my warriors see me cry. I'm so happy to see you, Howard. <laughs> Howard's going to go ahead and and sort of curl up on on Sultan's neck and Six long years I've been so lonely. Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> My whole life, I've never had anyone that understood me quite like Howard does. Is Sultan right, six? Well, can, can, can yeah, I'm six. I told you that. Can we're we get, all I'm, we all mature very quickly. Oh God, can can we get out of the water wherever the the thing that tried to eat Howard is? Please, Sultan. We don't want him to eat Howard again. Okay, sure. If that's what you want, whatever Howard wants. And uh, Sultan's going to trudge forward, basically ignoring the rest of his lizard folk warriors and climb up on the shore uh, that Soul Red has uh, walked past. And yeah, uh, looking over this way, just as Soul Red has seen, there are four tables covered with random dishes and, and food and things. This part of the cave does not smell like death. And uh, there are four Salaglin just staring at the ceiling. None of them seem to respond to y'all, uh, y'all's presence at all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and climb down off of Sultan for the moment and uh, leave Howard there. He'll be fine. And uh, head over to where Ava is hanging out with the other two. Um, You want me to like, firebolt that and burn him up some? Or are you just going to take care of him? I mean, no, your way is probably faster, honestly, and maybe a little more humane. 
okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll set that that web on fire and uh, <laughs> let them burn. <laughs> Is that more humane? I don't know. I was kind of wondering yeah, that. Is that more humane than knocking well, them out with punches? Well, then beating them to death. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, uh... I am also going to uh, fly down and land next to Ava and Whiskey where uh, the quote-unquote bad guy went. Uh, and Rodney's going to come trucking over from under the water, and Info's going to dip his arm blade down and, like, fish Rodney out of the water. And Rodney will just be, like, holding on and dumping his carafe out with the dirty water and, like, shaking it as he's being lifted <laughs> and sat down mm-hmm. on the ground. I love how you were like, it doesn't smell like death anymore, and then we were immediately like, let's burn these two guys alive. <laughs> let's burn these two dead bodies and fill it with the smell of death again. I mean, it's not going to smell like death. It's going to smell like a fish fry. It's fine. That's true. A rotten fish fry. Are you all going over there? Or what are you doing? Like, there's the two that are stuck in the web. Are you going to do anything with them? It's. I mean, it sounds yeah, like um, whiskey's about to burn yeah, them whis- alive. Whiskey, uh, <laughs> whiskey oh, okay, I thought... firebolted one of them and is going to let the, the web burn and that will burn the other one. Got you. For some reason, I was thinking the ones that were where Sultan is. Okay, so... You're just gonna burn them to death. So web again is yeah. whenever webs are exposed to fire, any creature in D4. the webs take two d four damage. Technically, yeah. all right. So thirteen firebolt damage, and <laughs> plus the two d four. Yeah, it says any creature in the web takes two d four. All right, and they were both. <laughs> they were both damaged prior. So I think, uh, Whiskey, you just humanely burn them to death. That's the most humane way <laughs> to kill people, right? With fire. We prefer the term cremate. <laughs> when I said that, I thought you... <laughs> what did you think, you gonna, like, exp- I thought you were going to like uh, explode them. Like I heard fireball, and oh. I thought it was going to be nope. like just a quick... <laughs> no, no, no okay. Very slow <laughs> burn. They just, they just stare at you in... Oh. Silence. We just stare back. Wide eyes as they're just hit with the initial firebolt, and then the the webs catch on fire, and then they just burn to death in front of your eyes. Oh man, they sizzle. I did. They drop to the ground in a smoldering mess. I didn't sign up for that, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sorry about that, folks. That was uh, not quite the way I saw that going initially. Um, No, that was way better. That was pretty badass. And also, Let's I think that, that, <laughs> that other guy probably knows we're here. Well, yeah, you you spit out some web, and I will set that shit on fire again for you. That yep. actually, I mean, yes. I like that part. That was cool. That actually is pretty nice. Uh, not the burning the people alive part, but the uh, like the fire. The fire web. part. The fire yeah. is pretty. They're unalive. Yeah, I'm gonna take a second to like just really quickly do some sort of like. I'm sorry, respectful meditation for the disintegrated fish guys. All right, so you were uh, standing in this cave. There is the pathway right in front of you, just behind where the web and the two burned Sawagun are, and that is the path that the robed Githyanki had traveled down. And then on the southern part of this cave is the large room where Sultan and Solred are with the other lizard folk, and that's where those other four Sawagun are just staring at the ceiling. 
What's everyone going to do at this point? Uh, Solred's going to go up to the closest Saugan and pull out her mace and just like poke <laughs> it with her mace. <laughs> See if there's any reaction. Uh, yeah, when you poke it, it will then look directly at you and it's just going to uh, make a claw attack against you. Oh, no. Asshole. I know. They were. So- no, that's the bird guy. They were just so standing that's- there. A 14 to hit. It doesn't hit, though. It misses. It's too slow. <laughs> she just keeping holding it, it too far away with yeah, the wall. Like a, yeah, I'm keeping, keeping it at it a like distance. a little toddler away, just pulling yeah. his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just swipes at you. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, that wasn't very nice. Uh, it, like, I'm trying to think of, like, could I try to... Oh, I guess a maul is technically two-handed. I was going to say, could I try and like take a dagger and... I just... It's got the fish thing, right? I'm just... I would just love to see what happens if I just try to extract the fish thing without damaging the rest of its body. Um, its head is bulbous and overinflated. It does seem like there is a fish thing inside of its head. Hey, uh... Dr. Shepard, um, what, what is your opinion on performing surgery on live fish men? Mm, <laughs> I'll help. I, mm, no, <laughs> this is a, Say no more. <laughs> it would be Say a one-man job. However, I believe it would probably die if we removed anything from its brain. Oh. Is that how that works? Um. Okay, well, we've got four more of these guys over here, and they all have fish for brains, (laughs) and (laughs) they... They seem to only maybe attack if provoked. Um, mm. What should we do with them? <laughs> they seem okay. Just Do they, though? I mean, their heads, they look mm. kind of large and, and inflated and... Uh, mm. Why don't we fix them on the way out? Well, the other two got stuck in a web, and that kind of effectively stopped them. Could we get these stuck somewhere, too? Mm, Do we have more web? What if we made them like a little jail out of the tables? Yes. My thoughts exactly. Table jail. Do the tables have anything on them? Uh, Yeah, on top of the tables are just various... Uh, plateware and food and small knives and forks and things like that. Looks like they're like literal tables where they eat. Looks like maybe they were eating at one point. Um, Hey, Jeremy, what were they eating? Uh, If you look on the table, there's all sorts of stuff. And actually looking at it, the stuff that you see does not look... uh, I mean, I guess you're not an expert on Salagun, but it doesn't really look necessarily like what Salagun would eat. 
food looks uh, more complex and civilized. There's cheese, and there's uh, bread and jam. Does it and look toast fresh and still, or does it look like it's been sitting there for a long time? Someone's gonna sit down and um, snack. It doesn't look <laughs> rotten or anything. It's cheese, and we're in a cave. It's cave cheese. <laughs> That's a thing. Cave cheese. You can never. Yeah, I. It's it really big in Tennessee. Um, I'm. Th- Sounds like a I'm for table jail. But now I'm thinking, what if they just climb over the tables? Would they do that? Mm-mm. No. We leave it open ceiling so that they can see whatever they're looking at. I'm in favor of table jail. I'll make my way down there and sort of... <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm going to fly down there. I think as I make my way down... um. Could I take a peek at what's going on, I guess, like, to my, yeah, like, either, I don't know, right, left. To the east there? the east, yeah. Yeah, as you head down and um, some of you are starting to <coughs> take apart the tables and attempt to build some sort of table jail. I would like to take some of these food as rations, please. I can't just yeah. leave good cheese sitting there. Yeah, like this. there are no lima beans, it- unfortunately. We only had like oh, 600 dude. eggs for breakfast and it's getting to be lunchtime. So. <laughs> As you go over to the side, though, you see a double door that seems to be made of heavy wood. It definitely does seems out of place in this cave, um, blocking some sort of entrance ahead of you. You see a large table on top of which sits a mat. And then you see two other tables. On one of the tables is a whole bunch of tools. Some of them look like weapons. Some look like surgical tools. Others look like things like hammers and scalpels and things like that and then on the other table you see uh all sorts of different accoutrement different books with notes scribbled on them um different vials and bottles and uh it looks kind of like an alchemical lab set looks like someone was doing some sort of research here uh guys i think there's a fair amount of stuff over here that we're gonna want to look at mm-hmm on busy with table jail I'm like flipping over tables and shit yeah we'll, we'll be right with you right, well I can't move <laughs> shit so uh, I'm gonna go look are there are there books at all uh, so <laughs> there is a book uh, with notes scribbled on it and there is a ink, an ink pen not an ink pen but there's a, a quill and some ink <laughs> and you see scribbled out on some of these pages as you're flipping through um First of all, most of the notes are written in a language none of you understand. Uh, Certainly not common, but you can still understand some of the drawings. And uh, on the drawings, you see uh, sketches of what looks like uh, humanoid figures and then like lines being drawn to uh, like a rectangle that might represent one of the tubes. And inside is a circle of a creature with a, like a large round eye in the middle and then multiple little eye stalks coming off the ends. Um, on another page, you'll see um, different notes scribbled down once again in this language you do not understand, um, talking and, sh- well, and showing uh, various diagrams of the what you'd assume might be the brain parasite. Um, you see various diagrams of some sort of ritual circle uh, that might be related to teleportation magic. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of notes as if someone's been experimenting on 
uh, inserting brain parasites, um, creating teleportation circles, and, well, as far as you can tell, something that looks like bodies connected to some sort of device that seems to be holding what is you would recognize as a beholder based on the sketch. Yeah, that is uh, a bit concerning. Um, and you know not a lot about beholders, <laughs> but you know they don't normally have anything to do with being hooked up to dead bodies or live bodies or whatever this picture is trying to depict. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to put this set of notes away so that uh, I've got it because no one else needs to get a hold of this shit because... Um, we don't need to put the holders in people's heads or whatever they're trying to do. I'm going to have to read this a little bit better later. Yeah, so as you grab the book of notes and uh, the rest of you begin to build a table jail for the Salaglin, <laughs> that is where we will don't, end don't this episode like, of Eclipse. Don't say like you don't know what a table jail is, Jeremy. You know what a table jail is. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We have gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week, so we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.